Blah! We're back from the dead! Blah! Blah! Wait, it's it's November? Well, damn it. Alright, so yeah, we've been gone for a while, and we figure we kind of owe you an explanation. Aki and I, the editors, well, we went on strike. We were tired of the working conditions in which HT, Casey, and Sork would hit us over the head with oversized mallets whenever they thought that we didn't make their voices sound podcasty enough. They tried replacing us with infinite monkeys at infinite laptops with infinite copies of Ableton Live, but all they ended up doing was creating a vaporwave label on Bandcamp. But now I'm happy to say things have resolved amicably, and those three vaguely raccoon, dog, and cat-shaped pancakes should be back to normal within the next cut. There will... There will be a few changes, however. <clears throat> there will be a few changes, however. Since somebody keeps eating all the coins in the swear jar, we've decided that we're no longer editing out swears. That's right, we're gonna earn that explicit rating that we've already had. So, with that in mind, Toontown Public Works is not for kids. We have tried our best to keep the show PG-13, but the Motion Picture Association said that there were too many weird sex things and butts. So now, live and uncensored, is the series premiere of Season 2 of Toontown Public Works. Enjoy the show, you filthy animals. The Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we trudge through the ink to find hidden gems. I'm H.T. the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. Hello. Hello there, and hello to you fine peoples outside of, uh, the, that, that have the earbud inside your ear if you're listening with an earbud, or otherwise have a speaker on. Maybe you're listening into your car, I don't know, but I'm saying hello to you specifically, because it is our 50th episode! Yeah! Woo! Excellent. Uh, who would have thought that we would be recording uh, nearly a hundred hours of audio for y'all at this point? We made so far forty nine more episodes than I thought we would. <laughs> <laughs> Toontown Public Works is a, a podcast where we talk about cartoons, uh, both in the. Uh, uh, upcoming modern sense, uh, and especially cartoons that have gone by, specifically the ones that have fallen into the public domain or are otherwise easily accessible. They're just forgotten pieces of media. Uh, and uh, we're going to start off by talking about um, some cartoon news, as always. Um, so I, I want to start off real quick uh, with a quick uh, follow-up uh, to last episode, uh, which... Uh, uh, last episode, we talked about how the, there was going to be a Rocco special, like a Rocco Spider Life special being released. Uh, uh, and we were discussing about, like, oh, we're so excited coming out. Oh, it sounds like it's going to be neat, but I don't know if it's going to be good. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, it came out. And you know what? It's really fucking good. You, you, it's really good. It feels like classic Rocco. Uh, and it uh, does a lot of really good like stuff in terms of like characterization and uh you know talking about change over time 
I don't feel like we should. I don't know if we should really be talking about it too much just because it's been a while since the episode came out. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people probably have seen it by the time this has come out. Um, but um, if you haven't seen it, uh, definitely go see it, especially if you have any interest in like uh, cartoons uh, like from the 90s or even just cartoons in general or just the concept of the world kind of changing a lot and you can't having like the like the have the you lack the ability to adapt to it that is a really good that's what because that's basically what the special was about um and it's only like 47 minutes long i believe so yeah i really highly recommend it also that uh that zen thing um, came out too the, it's yeah. so good okay it, it, if y'all have something to say about it go right ahead I, you put it pretty succinctly it's extremely good it's just like it used to be. While also being different in a good way. Yeah. Um, um, and it's it's extremely self-aware. Uh, oh, oh, it's like intensely self-aware, like from beginning to end. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious. You know, supposedly the Invader Zim thing that came out was good too. Uh, we've made our opinions on Invader Zim. At least me and HT have made our opinions on Invader Zim. Maybe a little bit more known than I would prefer, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I want to watch it. So I have not yet seen it. Yeah, I, I haven't watched I, it. I've heard good I'm, things. I've heard very yeah, good things. I've heard it's really good. I've heard good things too, and it actually, for what I hear too, it actually fixes one of my major complaints about the series. So hey, maybe I should watch it. But I don't know. Yeah, um, I think so, my, my I think the thing with Invader Zim, the reason I've been so outspoken about it in the past, is because like. You know how, like, sometimes you associate something with, like, a part of your history that you're not, like, super proud of, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think that's just Oh, it. I have it's at like, least a half dozen of those. <laughs> yeah, so, like, in Invaderism is just that, where it's like, oh, I remember when I used to be, like, a, a really edgy uh, dumbass, and that's the show that I liked. <laughs> I don't know. I should watch it. I should watch the new one. I'll see how good it is. But on this cartoon podcast, I know none that, of us have seen it. I know that uh, Joan Vasquez or whatever how to pronounce his name says that all the characters in Invader Zim are not straight. <laughs> so that's kind of neat. Very good. Uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, start talk about the D23 stuff. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, new D23 stuff. So, if you don't know what D23 is, Disney, over, like, the past, like, what, decade or so, decided to come up with their own version of Comic-Con, or 3 They have their own con full of stuff that they talk about now. It is full of theme park stuff. They showed off some neat stuff there that I'm not gonna talk about. They showed off some Marvel stuff, which I'm avoiding because I don't want spoilers. They showed off some Star Wars stuff, which I'm avoiding because I also don't want spoilers and also, eh. And they showed off some animation stuff, which we are going to talk about. So, interestingly enough, we have a bunch of stuff that they spoke on. They spoke on, well, first off, they spoke about their, this is not in, of course, the, uh, the, uh, like, uh, order that they, uh, spoke about, because I'm not pedantic. They spoke about Frozen 2. 
And they gave a bit more explanation about what that's going to be about. Apparently, they are going um, to go... Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, in terms of the Frozen 2 stuff... Uh, uh, I I didn't follow it super closely. Like I'm personally avoiding as much spoilery kind of stuff. Like I didn't want to listen to the new song or anything like that. Uh, but uh, from what I understand, they are they 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 have not disproven my theory yet about what I think Frozen Two is about. Okay. Uh, and uh, and uh, for those who don't know uh, that theory, I've talked about it on the podcast. But for those who don't know, uh, my theory of Frozen Two is that it's going to be it's going to be about how Elsa learns that her uh, her mother also had like elemental powers instead of having uh, like ice ones, she would have like wind or rock ones or something like that. Uh, and part of uh, the plot is going to be going back to one of the lands that she came from to try to fix something going on that's like going to hurt all the world or something like that and it's going to involve like re- reconciling with that fact uh and it will also explain some of the, like the plot details of the original frozen if that was the case um and for what i understand they did actually get a voice actor for the queen uh and uh the like the queen uh the queen from Fro- uh, frozen in the sequel she does show up uh so fingers crossed <laughs> maybe that's what maybe i'm right i'm hoping i'm right because i have it sounds actually like a really, really good plot but anyways uh, uh can i mention the voice actor oh uh, yeah go right ahead evan rachel wood who is apparently from westworld okay so i just need to make sure that this movie is pixar and not disney but let's talk about something that is definitely pixar they talked about onward a bit more and from the sound of it i yeah. No, go ahead. No. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. If I, if I, if you want me to avoid plot details, I can avoid plot details on this too. I mean, I, I'm fine with knowing some basic plot details because I don't know anything about the plot other than that it's basically just them doing Zootopia with myth- mythical creatures as instead. Um, it doesn't. Uh, but it doesn't exactly sound like that. It sounds like a bit more like a like it's gonna be a character piece type thing. Like they're well, really no, going. No, I, I'm. I'm I'm just talking about in the broad strokes of the premise, like, uh, because like Zootopia is about a version of history where uh humans don't exist and animals evolved in similar ways that humans did, uh, and the society that comes out of that, and this one is kind of sort of that is like like I the, I think humans still exist, but it's like it's from a mythological standpoint like if the world of mythology existed, like if it got to the point with modern society is like with modern conveniences and stuff like that how that would affect what people would see uh like how like mythical creatures would fit into that kind of setting which uh is a setting i'm actually definitely really like it's a subject i really like and it always makes me kind of mad when i hear that the original plot for the good dinosaur uh was basically dinosaurs but they didn't go extinct when humans went uh when humans came around so that it's a human society that evolved alongside dinosaurs and they stopped it because it was basically well, Zootopia also, also, be- also because what you're describing is birds birds? yeah birds are just dinosaurs I mean yes yes that's fair but I'm pretty sure that's not what they're intending um, no I'm but- <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> uh, but yeah go ahead go on about onwards I'm just kind of just ranting about how uh well, not really ranting. I'm just kind of poking fun at like this certain kind of premise. Like, I feel like right now, uh, 
Disney is kind of in the weird spot where like, uh, so Pixar all like is known for being the studio that does, uh, they do anime movies where they say, what if blank have feelings? What do toys have feelings? What if bugs have feelings? What if feelings have feelings? Um, uh, and that actually is also very true for the next film we're going to probably talk about here in a moment. Uh, but uh, there's also just sort of a kind of a thing that Disney's also doing a lot right lately, which is uh, what if thing existed, but in a modern society and like a kind of like a like a transformative version of modern society like uh, there's this there's uh, onward. Uh, there was the original premise of Good Dinosaur. Uh and I'm sure there's probably like a bunch of other examples. So I think that's more of a, I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of going on a weird tangent. Um, I'm just something I noticed. It's an <laughs> interesting all. theory. So onward is looking like it's going to be like, they've mentioned that they kind of want to do something where they're focusing on the fact that Pete doctor didn't really know his dad. So they're kind of, well, not Pete doctor. Sorry. I'm thinking of the movie that we're about to talk about. Dan Scanlon is his name, where he didn't really know his dad that much, and he sort of wanted to do something based on his own life, where they, he was sort of, like, he had to think about, oh, what would life have been like with him, and, like, what if I could rediscover who my dad was, and stuff like that. So, that's oh. where they're going with the plot, apparently. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that definitely sounds, that, that sounds interesting. Like, uh, can you remind me of, like, what other stuff he's done? Uh, sure, I can look that up. Yeah, because, uh, because I was for half a second when you mentioned Pete Doctor, I was like, wait, he's doing this one as well. But uh, no. uh, uh, he did Monster University, apparently. That's it. <laughs> uh, he also did Pocahontas Two, The Little Mermaid Two. Uh, oh no, Hunch, oh, Hunchback of Notre Dame Two. Oh, God. So all, all no, this, so this, all this the classics. Uh, this is apparently just him as a storyboard artist and in the animation department. Uh, okay, in the director's seat, fair. he's done a car short, Monsters University, and now this. Huh. That's kind of, that's actually kind of amazing that Pixar is going with someone who is, like, so low-key in terms of, like, stuff like this. Like, I don't know. It just, uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of how like Disney Pixar kind of does that stuff where like you have like one okay success and then they give you like a giant blockbuster to do like a, a brand new IP for you to kind of do things with. Uh, but like, I don't know. It's, it, it's interesting. Uh, I, I do, I do think that's interesting though. I think that yeah. I think I'm, I, I like the premise of the world a lot. So. Very excited um, to see where it but, goes. Yeah, and what about the other one? The okay, other so the other one, this is Pete Doctor's movie, which is, it vaguely sounds like Coco a little bit, but it is called Soul. Uh, mm -hmm. This is the one starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey, which is, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a bit less like a family focus and more like a sort of like philosophical. Because okay. it is, from what I read about, Jamie Foxx is playing a jazz musician who is about to make it big right before he dies. And I guess he sort of has to get back to uh, his life again. Hmm. Okay. 
Uh, I, I, one, a couple of interesting facts about this. Uh, one, uh, the this is uh, Pixar has said that this is the uh, their first feature uh, length film that uh, stars predoc- predominantly uh, African American uh, actors oh. uh, in it. Uh, That's like, cool. uh, like Tina Fey is like one of the few non-white. One of the few white char- like uh, characters in it, uh, and how I mentioned before, like how Pixar does, like uh, what if, uh, like what if feelings have feelings, what if cars have feelings, all that kind of stuff. Uh, this is basically what if souls have feelings. <laughs> but but that's uh, that's that's uh, that's just a commonly held religious belief. I know, I know. That's why it's hilarious to me. Um, but. Uh, uh, I will say that one thing that's kind of getting me a little, kind of makes me a little bit mm, about it, uh, is that while it is going to be the first uh, Pixar film that's uh, a majority black cast, uh, they still went with a white director. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, they've uh, got a, I feel like they've got a reputation for that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 I don't know. I mean, like, it's. I'm sure they'll do it fine. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm sure they have, like, plenty of people who are actually, like, people of color that are part of, like, the production to make sure it's not going to be, like, complete garbage or whatever. Um, I just, it, it's just kind of funny to me. I, I Well, not funny. It's just kind of, like, it, it's, it, I, I like, I'm not saying anything about Pete Doctor. I love Pete Doctor to death. He's done some of my favorite movies. I just think it's it, it, it just it's unfortunate that like this is this the the pixar studio system in that uh or just honestly animation in general because it's not just pixar and disney have this problem i feel like everyone has this problem where animated stuff just really do not have very many people of color behind the actual works like there's there, it's definitely getting better than better and better over time uh and it's more common to see people of color in like television uh media in terms of like uh creator wise um, but it's still really uncommon in film, and it's really unfortunate. And I really want that to change soon, <laughs> really badly. Um, but yeah, uh, I I'm still excited for it. I once I see more about it, I'll probably get more into it. Uh, but yeah, the, the, that's just kind of how I've been feeling. That's just a gut reaction that I've been having about this. Huh. Okay. Um. I, I will agree with you that representation is more important, and we do need more people of color in the uh, animation industry. That is definitely true. Because, mm. like, they're there, but they're not given, like, the roles that, like, the, the, the large creator roles that much, you know? And that's kind of, that's just the big, sh- that's a huge shame. Um, I do hope that uh, this changes, though, and I I, I will say this. Pixar talking about uh, like their two next films are uh, original properties that are not sequels to films that have already existed. And Pixar has made it known that they are not planning to do that for a while, like doing sequels for a while. So, you know what? I am I will happy sit on my hands that. and shut up. Yeah, I will sit on my hands and shut up about, until like I'm unless I have something else I have to bring up, I guess. But you know, more original that's, stuff that's is always good. Yes, I'm super excited. Uh, so uh, was there anything else you wanted to bring up, Cirque? Yes, Disney has also announced one of their new films in regards to uh, animation. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, 
Uh, it is called Raya and the Last Dragon. It is apparently based on Southeastern Asian uh, fantasy type stuff. They have said it is a mixture of Disney storytelling with Kung Fu, which I'm not sure how that works out, but it might be pretty interesting. Uh, um, it is apparently based in a world that has been created by dragons. Right. Uh, I, I remember them talking about this like a while ago. Uh, at least I feel like we might have talked about this film before. Um, uh, at least like back when it was just like really super early, early, early in development, uh, like as a concept film. Um, so I'm happy that they're going ahead with it. Uh, I really like the dragon designs. It looks, they look really cute. And uh, I've not seen those designs. Uh, they've, they've, uh, they've, they've shown some concept art. The main dragon's like a, uh, wind dragon i believe and she is i don't know who plays her but she's, oh god she, she has a oh really god cool yes i have yes i have seen this design this design is really cute it's a really good design and you know what we're gonna get a bunch of new dragon stuff and eastern dragon stuff at that so you know what uh i'm i'm okay with that i'm okay with uh bringing those into pop culture again big same uh also that turtle pangolin thing and some of that concept art is really cute too Oh yeah, for sure. I love that stuff. Uh, yes. Uh, was that all you had to talk about? That is about it for me. Uh, that's good because it actually transitions to what I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, so you might not have heard of this, but there's a, a movie in China, an animated movie in China that's like breaking box office records left and right. Uh, it's uh, overtook Zootopia as the best, uh, like the the highest grossing uh, animated film in Chinese history, uh, and it's actually getting to the point where it's gonna set it's like set to overtake the Avengers Endgame uh, box offices in China too. Uh, it is called uh, oh god, I'm probably gonna butcher this. Uh, Nezha. Uh, it is a uh, or rather the the full name is. Actually, I don't even know if the, what the full name is for this. I, I think they just call it Nizia. Um, but it's based off of like some Chinese uh, mythology, like an old like folktale. Um, and it's by like an unknown director from an unproven studio uh, that was in the middle of a slump. And then it just happened to become like the most big, huge thing. Uh, and uh, like the plot is about like... Um, what is the plot here? I'm trying to remember this. Basically, it's like a base. Like I said, it's based off a Chinese myth uh, about like a. I think it's like some sort of like deity god, like child that like um saves like like the China from like some evil forces or something. I don't know. Um, all I know is that uh, despite the fact that like. Pretty much nobody I've know has even heard of this. Like, have you guys heard of this at all? No. Uh, I looked up some news before we uh before we started, and I did come into this. Apparently, from what I'm reading, it's pronounced Neja. Okay. Uh, did read the synopsis. I think I would need to actually see the movie before I wait judgment on it. 
Yeah, like it is coming to America. They they they've announced that since it was such a monumental success in China, that they uh, will bring it over to uh, the West here. Uh, I believe in November. Um, but I don't know what to think. Like, uh, I'm I'm excited to see a animated film from the perspective of a country that is not the United States that or like of japan or like any of the places you normally see like big budget animation from you know um and i'm happy that you know they are finding their own uh stuff that can like uh like chinese like the the chinese uh market has always been like very american focused uh and very like american centric uh and it's kind of neat to see like see a homebrew like kind of like like animated film like I, I don't know i'm going completely from a western perspective entirely just but so i might be completely like skewed on how i view all this um i'm just it's just fascinating to me that a film like this just sort of kind of exploded like out of nowhere and nobody saw it coming uh and i wonder how it's going to influence like animation like i mean we're already kind of seeing some of this already in the united states like the 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 dragon movie that's disney's doing like that's clearly uh a you know it, it's a cool concept and a cool thing but it's clearly also trying to like do stuff for like a chinese audience by going with like south like go, going with a lot of eastern mythology uh with uh, a lot of its uh themes and everything like that um I don't know. I don't know. I'm the only reason I'm bringing it up is just because it's so I never heard of this film. I literally did not know this film was going to exist. And of course I wouldn't. I'm an American. But then it ends up like completely obliterating box office records. And like it really doesn't feel like much has changed. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Hopefully, like, I don't know. I, I hope I will be seeing the film when it comes to the United States. It's probably going to get a terrible dub. Uh, with like a lot of like celebrities recorded last minute or whatever. It, it, hey, if they if they're wrong, if I'm wrong about that, and they actually do a decent job with it, then I'll say so. But I do not have high hopes. Hey, uh, you know what? But, if that's the case, just look up the sub. The uh, subs are gonna come with it. Then, if that's the case, so just look at the sub. Yeah, true, true. I I I probably would prefer a sub version of the film, but. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see what this film really is like once it comes to the West. Uh, and, uh, did you, you, you said you had something you want to talk about too, Casey, right? Um, <laughs> no, not really. I just went to the, uh, Animation World Network's website to see if there was any animation news. And the only thing that I saw was a mid-break with Sony. Marvel announces animated Spider-Man preschool series. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I Spidey and his uh, amazing friends. <laughs> okay, so it's it's a Disney preschool series which has Spider-Man, uh, as in Peter Parker, Miles Morales, and Gwen Stacy, like all three of them, and it's like a preschool adventure show. I. It, the the art style looks super goofy. I yeah, the art style know. looks like fucking like Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the heads oh, are God. the heads are less square and everything, but they still have like huge heads on top of like weird 
gnomish bodies. Their, their eyes are so big. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. I am happy that Disney's acknowledging that Miles Morales exists now that he's part of a movie that's super duper popular that they didn't make. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe that'll be their solution with the tall with uh, Spider-Man breaking from the fucking uh, MCU, the Tom Holland Spider-Man from the MCU. Maybe who knows? Um, but uh, until we do find out that that's not going to be a subject on this podcast, we're not Marvel podcast. Um, it's just we could it's be. I really, wish it. It's just really. I don't know. It's just kind of funny to me. It just reminds me of like. You know, growing up, we 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 were part of the generation that got so used to that trope of uh of taking like uh sort of a, a general audience thing and showing the characters as kids. You know, like Muppet Babies, Tom yeah. and Jerry kids, mm-hmm. Flintstones kids, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Baby Looney Tunes. Um, oh God. I just think it's funny um, that Spider-Man is now a part of that. You, you remember know. that one joke? You remember that one joke on The Simpsons uh, where they had Alan Moore as the guest star and Milhouse Watchmen wanted, Babies, uh, yes! Yes, Milhouse wanted him to sign a copy of Watchmen Babies. And he had a really <laughs> succinct rant about the sh- how fucking terrible the comic industry is. But uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's really funny. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that was that was all. I just, today. To, I just really wanted to mention that. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's kind of sad, but it's also funny. Oh well, on the positive side, in terms of Marvel cartoon news, uh, they are making a, uh, a Moon Girl and Devil Dino uh, television series, which is going to be fun. Oh hell yeah! Uh, uh yeah, and that's it's going to be an animated series that's going to be on like a Disney Channel, I believe. So that's going to be cool. Um. Uh, but yes, uh, with that, uh, we are going to move on to the, oh wait, that, that's right, we have to go to the next segment, which is the Patreon, I was about to move on to the next segment, because I always forget, uh-huh, I didn't forget this time. You didn't, uh, I'm proud of you. I didn't, yeah, good for me. Uh, hello, uh, so yes, we have a Patreon, uh, if, uh, so making this podcast it is a lot of work uh it's uh you know we have uh two editors who uh have to slave to like make sure that everything sounds good and everything sounds all right uh so uh because of that we opened up a patreon uh where we have uh basically where you can basically help us fund uh the uh, podcast that you're listening to right now uh, and if you do help fund it, then we do have bonus things too. Uh, we have two bonus podcasts, uh, one short form one called Toontown Chronicle, where we talk about, uh, things that have, uh, fallen to the public domain, uh, things that are like not involving the cartoon stuff that we normally, because we, we have a lot of interests outside of cartoons. It's just, this show is about cartoons, so we can't necessarily talk about the other things. Uh, like we've talked about, uh, scary books and horror movies and uh we've talked about things that aren't scary stuff too uh i don't know i think cirque and i both really love horror so it kind of gets lopsided i love with horror that yep. sometimes. well okay but you you don't bring a lot of horror to the the the, the um two count chronicle is my entire point um, um maybe i should change that it's almost october 
Ooh, spooky. Um, and uh, <laughs> then, then we also have uh, the uh, longer form podcast called uh, Toontown Nights, where uh, all of us, including our editors, uh, watch a bad cartoon movie and then have to say something nice about it. Uh, the most recent episode being uh, for the animated film Deep, which uh, is a, it's a trip. I, I, I still don't believe that movie actually exists. Um, and <laughs> I think I remember, <laughs> I think, I, did you tell me that like on the box art for, oh no, no, Alex brought this up, the box art, the box art for, uh, uh, for Deep, it says something like, uh, brought to you by some of the minds who brought you Shrek or something. Uh, what was it? Uh, oh, no, no. no from from some, some of the minds that brought you Madagascar. Yeah, I, that's, I that's always think, it. I still think one of my favorite versions of that is there's there's a movie out there where like they have they have that header, but it's from some people who've seen Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really good one. Um, but, uh, yes, uh, it's, it's weird. Uh, you can, uh, listen to that podcast now at this time. Uh, the next episode is going to be a doozy. Uh, I'm not going to say anything more than that because I do not want to spoil the castmates about what my next goal is. Uh, um, so yes, if you want to listen to those bonus podcasts, all you have to do is just donate to the Patreon. Uh, it's a monthly, uh, pay- payment thing that you can do that at patreon.com slash T-T-P-W. That's patreon.com slash T-T-P-W. As in tiger, tiger, panther, uh, wolf. I guess, wolf. Yes, let's go with wolf. I always go to watermelon for some reason. I don't know why whenever I think of the word, <laughs> try to think of a word that starts with W, I always go with watermelon. Maybe I don't know the, why that is. It's such a mouthful. Can I, su- you, can I suggest you- a different mnemonic device? All right, go right ahead. Toon Town Public Works. Oh, that's, okay. that's way better than what I was going to suggest. <laughs> I, was, I was going to suggest that when you think about our Patreon, think about two tigers and a panther fighting over a watermelon. That would work, I mean, too. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good image, too. I want that in my head at all times. Uh, and uh, they're all but, high-fiving. Yeah, they're high-fiving, and they're just they're in a spirited watermelon battle. It's great. Uh, it is my favorite time of the year, uh, and I am, this isn't even a thing right now. This is completely out of my mind. Uh, so yes, just go ahead, uh, <laughs> <laughs> go, go to patreon.com slash ETBW and donate And all the money goes to our editors. It doesn't go to any of us hosts because we're just lazy jerks. Uh, we're just lazy jerks who say dumb things on a microphone and they have to make it sound okay. Yeah, we're just uh, in so it for the platform. Them. Yeah, we're like, I'm here for exposure. Uh, <laughs> I hear that's a really good way to get into any job nowadays. Yeah. I'm here for the cloud. If I, <laughs> if I get cloud. popular enough, I get to, yeah, I get to, I get to ascend into the uh, consciousness of the internet. That's how it works. I, <laughs> I find the Dropbox app and then I go into the internet, much like my favorite uh, uh, cartoon character, Jailbreak, from the movie The Emoji Movie. Um, listen, but uh, listen, I got I got the wrong impression from the end of Cats. You have to you have to just bear with me. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, 
now we're going to go off to watch the cartoons. Now, normally what we do is uh, we we have a DVD collection of uh, about, uh, you know, 300 so cartoons uh, over 10 DVDs uh, that are really just like cartoons that have fallen into public domain. They were like super easy for them to acquire. So therefore, it's basically easy fodder for us to talk about because uh, it's fascinating to talk about cartoons that are that old. Um, but that platform does not have every cartoon that's in the public domain or is otherwise easily accessible. No, uh-huh. you can argue that the best way to find all of that is YouTube. Uh-oh. <laughs> we were, we were so, not, we were not consulted on whatever is happening here. So if you don't like what? it, it's Oh God, no, I, 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 God, no, <laughs> for our 50th episode, I want to do something a little different. Okay. Uh, I wanted to go to YouTube. And I actually went ahead and I searched for public domain cartoons on YouTube. Uh, And, you know, there's some of the very obvious ones and stuff we've already seen. But there's a few other ones that I wanted to kind of show off uh, because uh, they uh, they're fascinating. One of which isn't a public domain cartoon, but it is one that is forgotten for the most part. And it's really fascinating to me. Um, But we're going to go by three categories here. Um, So. The first category is a very common thing we see on this show over the 50 episodes we've seen. Bad cartoons. Um, so uh, we are actually going to watch something uh, that's kind of out of format, but I also kind of really want to see this because uh, it is actually one of the reasons why I kind of fell in love with like weird cartoons that people have forgotten. Um so did you know that Ronald McDonald had a cartoon series? <laughs> yes, I yeah, did. Uh, yes, I, I did. Yeah. I've seen those. The, this is the this is made by it looks like Rocket Power style, right? Like Yeah, this, yeah, this it's is Klatsky cl- Chappelle. This is Clashy Chappelle, like uh yeah. yeah, it's um <laughs> so <laughs> for those who do not know, um so uh in the nineties they were like revamping the uh whole McDonald Land uh brand, like stuff like Ronald McDonald, Grimace, Birdie, the Hamburger, all that kind of stuff. This uh, is the so is the point in time where that I am hungry guy came from. Yeah, like this is like the uh this is the stuff that I grew up with <laughs> in terms of like uh like things that I would be nostalgic for. because uh, I was super nostalgic for McDonald's commercials. I was absolutely the sheeple uh for <laughs> the uh slaughter in this in this specific instance. Um You were the children screaming McDonald's, McDonald's. Yes, I was <laughs> I was literally the child screaming McDonald's McDonald's. Uh but uh anyways, uh so the there's one thing that I did not know up until I was an adult that they actually made a cartoon of it. And what, how it was distributed was uh, through uh, actual McDonald's. Like you actually could like go to uh, McDonald's and I think if you bought a Happy Meal, it was free or like cheaper or something or I don't know. But there was four VHSs that they came out with that these uh, animated uh, shows like 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 full half hour specials. Uh, that starred Ronald McDonald and the crew uh, getting into wacky misadventures. Um, and I hear they're not very good. <laughs> I heard they're actually pretty awful. But you know what? Uh, 
And I'm fascinated because one, I have that nostalgia for Ronald McDonald. Uh, not so much anymore, but I had it a lot as a kid. Um, and two, it's by Cus- uh, uh, Class Piece. Class Piece. Oh my Class God. Those, the Russian animators who made Rugrats. Uh, it's by them. Uh, and they made a lot of cartoons that were very influential for uh, my childhood, even if I feel like almost none of them are any good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait. Did you just did you just come for Rugrats? How dare you? Rugrats is okay. It it kind of became a beast though, in a way that's very <laughs> not fun. Um, but uh, there was also uh, I mean they also did stuff like Rocket Power, which is a bad show. Uh, All real monsters, <laughs> which I haven't seen in a long time, which I can't say whether or not it's a good or a bad show. Only uh, Shoebies think and- Rocket Power is a bad show. <laughs> Don't right. you fucking start with me! <laughs> God damn it. Guys, um, which is okay. which is worse? Which is worse? Shoebies or Jabronis? <laughs> I kinda I mean I I mean I kinda like Jabronis just because it rolls off the tongue better. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shoebies are I would never use either one of those words, but <laughs> uh it depends on what you mean by worse. Do you mean like worse as more onerous to the ears or worse as in less used? If we're going no, with I'm the not, latter, I'm not asking which I'm not asking which word is worse. I'm asking if shoobies are worse or jabronis. Uh, <laughs> oh okay. Well, I think there's more jabronis than shoobies. Jabronis are more of a like worldwide phenomenon. Shoobies you only get at the beach, so jabronis. Yeah, j- jabronis jabronis are an invasive species, is what you're saying. I hate okay. jabronis. They're coarse and rough, and they get everywhere. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, we are really off topic right now, so let's go ahead and let's dive into uh, one of the first episodes. I don't know if it's the first one or whatever of this uh, McDonaldland cartoon. Uh, and no, we're not all watching McDonaldland. So if you're like upset right now or whatever, just wait for the second one. That's gonna be old fashioned old cartoon. So yeah, go ahead. McNaldos, I like the it. <laughs> I want to fuck a hamburger. Don't you have breaking dog news? Uh, yeah, actually, I I've just learned this is not actually animation news. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, Eva Longoria is directing the Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie. <laughs> <laughs> Great, it's great, and I guess great. it's actually a biopic about the man who created the spicy Flamin' Hot Cheetos, and not a biopic of Chester Cheeto. <laughs> Well, that's 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 significantly less catching of the imagination, but okay. I yeah, I actually am. Um, I'm, I'm intensely curious, uh, but I don't know. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about no, we're, the Ronald. We're going to talk about Ronald. We're going to talk about Ronald McDonald bathwater. Yeah, let's yeah. rap about some clowns. 
now, 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 KC, KC, made me. said he. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I'm just. I'm just winding up. I made. I made HT say Ronald McDonald bathwater because he said that while we were recording, and he's making me now say Ronald McDonald is dummy thick. So. Because you said that while looking at Ronald McDonald's uh, like chicken McNuggies, okay? So you, 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 it's your fault right there. Um. <laughs> just, just fucking padded clown hips, Lord. Uh, so we call those the Big Macs. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. No. Super size. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're done talking about this now. Let's move on to the next thing. Um, uh, so, oh shit, I've already forgotten so this what this bad. was called. What was it? it was, um, uh, okay, so it was like the adventure. The wacky adventures of, Rock, of Ronald McDonald's in Scared Silly, um, which begins and ends with like live action segments that are basically wholesale ripoffs of Pee Wee's Playhouse. And they have uh, Burn Troyer in a dog costume. But, like, filmed and edited in the same style as, like, a children's commercial with, like, lots of uh, very fast cuts and Dutch, ang- uh, Dutch angles. And it's, like, mm-hmm. I can't really explain how strangely it's edited. You just kind of have to watch it. And they get sucked into the cartoon tube that makes them into cartoons. <laughs> it makes them into cartoons and changes their voices to voice actors. Yeah, and so <laughs> they, uh, and so in this adventure, so it's it's animated by Klas Shubo or whatever. Shubo, yes, yeah, and it's uh, it's like clearly, like right away there are resemblances, like to. Uh, like everything to the sound design by Mark Mothersbaugh, uh, or not—I guess that wouldn't not sound design, but the music, you know, is is a is very very reminiscent of Rugrats. It's very uh, house style. Yeah. Um, except it's it's about McNaldos and the McNaldo Land, and uh, they go camping. That's <laughs> what it's about. Um, I don't. I don't even think they even eat McDonald's food. The entire like cartoon. No, it would all. be barbaric if they did because some of their friends are made of Mc of McDonald's food, uh, <laughs> like Bobby Hill, who got turned into a McNugget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they've got they've got the McNuggies and the and the they've got. Yeah, I uh I wonder what Mc I wonder which McDonald's food is made of grimace. Let's I mean, not he answer was the that. Shakes monster. <laughs> he 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 stole shakes. That was his whole thing before he lost his two arms and became a dope. Basically, there they um, there's definitely something they serve at McDonald's that is made of grimace. I'm going to say probably the Szechuan, <laughs> the Szechuan sauce. Uh, I, I was gonna go. With, I was gonna go with Ripwich, honestly. Okay, so. yeah, the. The McRibs, Grimace, Grimace grows new ribs only like once a year. And so, 
a blessed time. <laughs> so that's why. And then, and then by this logic, does it mean the Hamburglar is like a hamburger is made out of the Hamburglar or something? Is that oh, no. why we don't see the Hamburglar anymore? Well, like one thing's for wait, sure: no, 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 no. the Hamburgers are not made out of cow. Um. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, no, that, that's that's why they have the sexy. That's why they had that sexy hamburglar. After a while, they did a liposuction of the of uh, the hamburglar and like all that fat that was left over. That's 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 that was those are that's all that's the new improved patties at McDonald's. Okay, yeah. every guys, everything about the hamburglar we get. Sorry, you go, guys. Listen, if you can't accept this forward-thinking future of a McDonald's Beyond Burger shown through cartoons, how are you going <laughs> to help save the planet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, okay, so there's a fucking whole thing about like, uh, so like every character, like I think Ronald McDonald's just voiced by the guy who plays Ronald McDonald's in the commercials, but like, must be. Uh, it's... But every other character is like a well-known voice actor from like the '90s, basically. Uh, and like, like we have like Chucky Finster. Uh, who's uh, playing, uh, I believe, she plays Birdie, I believe. Uh, then there's uh, fucking, what's the fuck? The guy who does cow and chicken uh, doing the Hamburglar. Um, and it's, like, super obvious. Like, they, they are clearly not even trying to do any, like, special voices for these characters. They are just doing, like, their baseline voice work. Really, so really, we, paycheck. really, we could look at everything in this uh, in this cartoon and just say it's people making money. It's people putting in some time and getting the paycheck and being like, bye. Yeah, <clears throat> the, the Hamburglar we get is the most insufferable ham. The, it's the worst of all possible Hamburglars. We got um, the uh, intellectual dark <laughs> web version. Yeah, he's he's like a, the we, we got the incel. We got the incel Hamburglar. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> like, because who, who would fuck him? Honestly, who would fuck this hamburger? No one. <laughs> that's no why one he would. needs the hamburgers. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's why he fucks the hamburgers. He's got to fuck something. <laughs> um. I think I'm saying no. too many curse words this episode. And, oh, so. yeah. I forgot we censored those out. I'm sorry to our editors. I, I was um, <laughs> That's like. <laughs> I was. I, when I started this episode, I was like, I was like, I'm going to swear less this episode. I'm going to swear less. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but then oh, this was no. dropped on us. Anyway, and there's also there's also a character who's just a regular human female uh, who is i guess supposed to sort of be uh the, the child's yeah the the proxy for children watching the show so that they have sort of a self except she isn't uh but th- th- except she isn't though because as we learn she's actually part of the plot and she knows stuff that the other characters don't know until like the very end she, yeah and yeah she catfished everyone weird. into this yeah so they they're camping they're camping and it starts to rain and so they go into a spooky house. Um, and, By the way, uh, something we should mention: there is music in this. There are songs, and they are awful. Oh yeah, it's a all of them are awful. Yeah, it's a it's a musical. There are musical numbers, and 
nobody can literally sing. no one uh, and literally like, no one can sing literally no one and so so yeah through painful musical numbers uh they go into a spooky house which is haunted by uh like had like some sort of floating Ian McKellen head and it uh and it tells it like keeps giving them riddles for like mysteries they have to solve so like they're in a room and he says something about he says something about standing still on the hamburger which is a part uh, of, like, it was like a dinner plate yeah there's like a dinner plate in the middle of the floor and it's like a part of the pattern and they stand on it and then a door opens and they're like all right on to the next room which is a library and well well i will say i will say that before the library they did a thing that i actually really appreciated which is they did the scene where like all the walls are closing in oh my god we're gonna get it crushed and they actually do get crushed and then they get smooshed out of the room as a cube which actually i kind of appreciated because it's like you never really see that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, uh, so they get garbage dispensed into the hallway, and then they go into the library, and I believe the exact line by the Hamburglar is, look at how normal this library is, or something like that. <laughs> and they, <laughs> this library looks normal. Yeah, and and so he goes in there, and there's like a switch on the wall, and he flips the switch, and I think they lose the McNuggies. Uh, they go to, you know, like, the they, the wall, like, flips over, and then he pulls the switch again, and a maze of mirrors pops up all around them. There's another painful musical number, and Ronald McDonald says that the solution to solving the maze is by putting your hand on, putting your left hand on the wall, and making sure that wherever you go, you're always touching the wall. You have and, to, you have to walk with don't your do. hands at, the, at your neck so that the noose doesn't come down and strangle you. Yeah, actually, HT makes a great point. They keep saying that's what you're supposed to do to solve the puzzle, but you only really see them touch the wall <laughs> vaguely and then, like, never again. So I don't know how they got out of the maze, but presumably they did. And is that the last thing, or was there another? No, there was no, a there's, whole yeah, there's other another. thing. Like, there's, there's, like, a room. Uh, the, the ghost head, which they just accept when it pops up, because I guess that's the mindset they're in, is coming down and it starts giving people rills and like well no 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 family before friendly that, killing a... them off that way well before that there's the whole door that like rotates around the room so they try to like figure out how they like so they, they decide that they all go in different directions so they can like reach the door so it won't have anywhere to go uh, and when they do that it's like a hologram and they're like whoa and then the ghost head comes in and does okay. riddles.com highlights uh but then like uh but there's also like a part where like what was it oh yeah that's right the the little girl then like as like a little hint because like throughout the the, the, throughout the cartoon like there are little hints that there's something else going on here like from the very beginning like for one that the little girl that's with them drops her walkie-talkie and then she's like super suspicious about what this walkie-talkie is and then there's like a camera that comes out of a bush and a tree uh at like near the beginning and stuff like that and then like at this point she's like oh my oh goodness i never got this far before and then like like, the only person to notice that she says that is, like, the Hamburglar, but then, like, he gets, like, taken next or something He like gets that. grabbed by the ghouls, yeah. 
but like it's it's like yeah like it's so yeah like there's a riddles.com and there's like i don't remember any of the riddles because they're so bad like they're so bad like one of them's answers wind one of them says a hole and then the other one is friendship uh <laughs> which by the way so 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 when so when the little girl loses the riddle about uh the answer being a hole she falls down a hole and when the hamburger and birdie uh lose doing the uh when uh the the riddle about wind they get blown away but ronald mcdonald's answer was friendship what the fuck was going to happen to him if he failed uh he would the the jehovah's witnesses (laughs) would come and visit Uh, Giant Cage would come out. I, I thought he was just going to be friend zoned. I yeah. thought he was going to be friend zoned or something. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> friend zoned by the ghost head. Uh, hang on. Can we can we not talk about Drama McDonald getting friend zoned? Because I don't want to think about the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. But we kind of already talked about Ronald's dummy thickness. So I don't think we kind of that ship's already sailed. Stop sexualizing um, the clown, for God's sakes. <laughs> It's nothing what the internet hasn't already done. Um, so, okay. Yeah, like, so, <laughs> then, and then after he solves the puzzle, the ghost gets really frustrated. And then, like, uh, the, 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 the dog, Sunday, smells the what finally takes a wire. And then, like, Ronald goes, hey, look, this wire goes to, uh, a, a, a TV camera. And it's just, like, this giant fucking TV camera that's just kind of standing there in the middle of the room. <laughs> and, like, 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 how, how did they miss that? I don't know how they missed that. I that's do like not a, know. Yeah, that's like a Scooby-Doo uh, level mistake. <laughs> well at least we would have like the courtesy of behind putting it behind like a portrait or something i yeah. don't know or like have it inside of a tiki statue or some weird garbage like that you know uh but like yeah like so they follow the cord and then you make it to a back room and there's like this little brat kid who apparently uh apparently what he did is that he teamed up with uh the mcnuggies and the little girl to try to spook ronald mcdonald i guess I think that's what they were doing. Um, and then uh, the kid loses and he admits that he loses. And then, like, it turns out that the whole haunted mansion was like this weird hologram chamber made by his dad, who's like this, like, super smarty dude or whatever. And then in the end, they end up going camping and then everyone has a good time. It's. It's insipid. This is what yeah, this is. This is insipid. You'd expect. It's bad. It's, it's bad. It's not good. It's. We, sh- it is- we should also mention that there is a uh, there's a preview for an upcoming movie featuring Ron McDonald oh, no. after that, and it looks racist as balls. Oh god, there's like tribal people with like gauges in their ears and bones in their noses. It's awful. It's awful. There's oh, there's also god. a withered grimace in it. Punch grimace. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so yes um that was bad i'm i, I will say this i'm glad i watched it I because at least i have this it. i have it under my belt now i could say that i've watched this horrible shit uh and may I it's make, fascinating may i make a confession friends yes go ahead i believe there are three of these movies and as a child i saw all of them 
I saw one of them. I saw the one where the hamburger uh, was kidnapped by aliens. Oh, Lord. Which is a real sentence. Yes. That is a real sentence that I said. Um, there I've was seen also- none of them. But yeah. Well, you've seen one of them. Prior now. to today, I hadn't seen none. Yeah. Do you want to go back? <sighs> I mean, mm. potentially later, but not today. I cannot stomach more than one today. No, 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 no. That's honestly. not what I meant. I meant, do you want to go back to the life that you had where you hadn't seen this? I mean... Oh! Uh, every, every, day, every day is just full of new terrors, so... <laughs> Why should this be any different? What what is Zen way of looking at it? <laughs> okay, so with that, um, so now that we're done with the bad cartoon, uh, we are going to go to another thing we see a lot in the cartoons here: a war cartoon. Uh, so uh, there's uh, I have a couple candidates. That I have in mind. Uh, here's the here's truth about when you look up um, public domain cartoons on YouTube. Uh, so many of them are war propaganda cartoons. Uh, and so many of them are intensely racist. <laughs> like, really bad. Uh, and it's hard to find something that won't basically destroy you from the inside out. Um, so... Uh, I have a couple choices that I have here. I'm not going to announce which one right now, because if one of them ends up being way too fucking racist for us to actually do something, I have a backup plan. Okay. So, uh, so yes. Uh, so, yes, we are going to watch an old-fashioned Warner Brothers war cartoon. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, we managed to find the one Warner Brothers wartime cartoon that wasn't horrendously racist. Congrats yeah, to us. This this one rules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so okay, okay. Um, so this is, so it's just so we actually because we didn't say the name of it because we weren't sure if it was going to be something we were going to actually talk about on the show. But now that we can, uh, we're actually, we're talking about uh, one of the most famous uh, wartime cartoons that Warner Brothers actually came out. Like, I feel like, I feel like if you haven't seen this cartoon, you have seen at least some clips from this and it's uh, called Daffy the Commando. Um, So basically feels, the premise feels, is like, go on. It feels almost to me like Warner Brothers answer to Derek Fjord's face. Yeah, it kind of is. Like, um, so, uh, basically, like, the, it's, it's, it's a standard wartime cartoon premise, uh, in that, uh, you know, it's basically, what if random cartoon character here, uh, was put into World War II and had to defeat the Nazis? Uh, and, uh, the, there's like a really good uh like this is actually a really good example of that because it's uh got some it's got some really good gags that are actually like both visual sight uh like in terms of like uh oh god 
it's it's just a fun cartoon. It's just a really really fun sight gag filled like cartoon. It's a it's a good Daffy Duck cartoon. It's the thing. It is. Uh, that's what that's the that's the main premise. So like, uh, there's a hawk guy um, who is a Nazi, um, who has like a uh, monocle, which is revealed to be because his. Uh, left eye or his right eye his his right eye on his side is just microscopic so he has this little thing on his head and he's got like a telegram saying that from like higher ups basically saying hey uh, if anything if you guys screw up again like if we lose another commando then uh, you are dead basically um, uh, and uh, at that exact moment, uh, who comes along uh, but Daffy Duck uh, coming in on an airplane? Uh, so there's a there's one guy that I'm not I don't really get. I don't know if it's like a joke about like sp- that specific time period or what. But like there's so there are the hawk has two little like has a bunch of like little like uh, bird friends, bird soldiers. People- bird soldiers that are like they have a green beak i don't know what that is because there's no birds that have green beaks they look like hawks but with they have but with like green beaks uh i don't get it um i hope that it's nothing unfortunate (laughs) uh but yeah it i just it's it's a reoccurring thing and that's the only reason why i bring it up uh, and yeah, just there's a. It's of course the little incompetent soldier one is named Schultz, which is perfect. Um, I don't know, like I mean, like it's 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 basically just a series of gags, like from like uh, yeah, it's it's basically uh, just the, Daffy terrorizing the Nazis, basically, which is great. It's wonderful and, it's and winning and winning every time. It's fantastic. Uh, it's like, uh so. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think a joke that that I I don't know if everyone got, but my reading on it was so like there's a there's a part where uh, Daffy's being being chased by Schultz, and mm-hmm. apropos of nothing, Schultz stops and does a Nazi salute, uh, and yells Heil Hitler, and a skunk crosses his path. <laughs> uh, and I I think I think the joke there was that he thought he smelled Hitler. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. That's <laughs> now I get it. That's great. <laughs> and then, and then the sky um, oh God, that's good. Yeah. Um, there's there's this there's a really good like uh like setup setup payoff gag uh where uh the hawk the main general the main general hawk uh is ch- chases Daffy into a phone booth. Uh, that just happens to be in the trenches, uh, and uh, like the hawk tries to open the door and like get Daffy, but he's like, like Daffy then like says in German like, hey, uh, hey buddy, I'm I'm using this phone call here. Can you just wait one moment? But he and he he says it in German, and then he pulls out a little tile card that shows the translation of what he's saying in German to the audience, uh, and then uh, he does that again when like he asks the guy for a nickel, uh, and then. Uh, once he's done with the phone call, he comes out and says, well, it's all yours, Bob, in English. 
basically, and then puts it in, like, fucking... And then he pulls out a German subtitle card for the audience to read. <laughs> Which I think is a good gag. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, uh, let's see. But yeah, there's some chasing happens, a lot of fun stuff. Like that. And then, at one point, uh, Daffy gets shot out of a cannon, and this ha- leads to the most iconic scene from, like, probably all wartime cartoons of this yeah. era. Yeah. Uh, he, land, which he is, lands near Rotoscope Hitler. Uh, and bops him on the head with a big old hammer. And, by the way, Rotoscope Hitler in this, uh, in this cartoon is just yelling complete gibberish. Nonsense. Uh, that <laughs> I, was, believe that I, was... could, I believe I can make out the words mind pooping in there <laughs> yeah uh, I, think, I think it was mine pumpkin like so someone in the comment says that mel blank improvised nonsense german and it's uh it's hitlerish hitlerish schickler gruber mine air mine pumpkin mine felt uh so, like, <laughs> so it's just uh yeah uh, so like i i guess there were some jokes that were lifted out of uh out of uh uh to be or not to be uh mm. and uh and the great dictator uh which is something that people used to do a lot more back then uh oh yeah for sure i mean like it's i mean this is also warner brothers warner brothers basically like copied from whole cloth so many different things that was like kind of their mm. mo you know yeah um i don't know it's it's a fun short though i'm super happy that we got to talk about it. And there's my, my backup short. Uh, I will bring up another time. Uh, but oh. yes, for now, that oh, yeah. was, Bye. uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very good short. So I'm very happy that it turned out well. Uh, so yes. Uh, and with that, we got, we're going to go ahead and do, uh, the last short of the night. Okay. Uh, and this one, uh, this one, uh, is, uh, for a category of uh, the category of uh, a good cartoon. It's a good cartoon, right? Yeah, it's a good cartoon. That's oh, thank co- God. honestly that was that was that was literally what I was trying to go for was just saying a good cartoon. I I blanked <laughs> for like a good ten <laughs> seconds there. I am not used to saying we're gonna watch a good cartoon now. Um, <laughs> um but. Uh, yes, so, and it's also, uh, one that, uh, was actually something that we got from, uh, suggestions from, oh. uh, the audience. It was actually not really, su- it was from, like, a prompt a while back, uh, and, uh, the one that I, it's, it's been something I've been wanting to watch for a bit now, uh, we are going to actually watch, uh, the Russian version of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, so uh, for those who don't for the, those who don't know, uh, before Winnie the Pooh was like known far and wide as like this, uh, you know, very big Disney type property, uh, it was a book and therefore other people adapted the book in different ways. Uh, and one of them was the Russians. Uh, I don't know too much about this. All I know is that it exists and it's on YouTube and I heard about it and it's fascinating because I really like the idea of seeing an adaptation of these characters that isn't a Disney 
adaptation of the characters, you know? Yeah. Um, so two like from- things, two things to say about this. Uh, I have, I have seen it. Uh, I watched it. So I took a, in college, I took a, uh, a digital media class that was supposed to, it, it was supposed to emphasize um, creating media for uh, people with disabilities and people from other cultures. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, on the last day of class, we just kind of had a party where we, uh, where we all brought in like cultural media that we, uh, that we thought would be interesting to share. And, uh, one of, one of the people in that class was from Russia and she showed it to us and it is, you know, I'm going to save most of my commentary for after, but it is very good. And I, and the second thing is this was almost, uh, my answer to today's prompt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well there uh, you go yeah. <laughs> uh so i'm very happy that uh yeah i'm very happy without this then yeah that was really cute that i liked was... that a lot that was intensely charming. Yes. Um, what I love uh, the most about this cartoon is that it's like a perfect example of like divergent adaptations of the same material. Um, because like, so this was made, this like, this was made about three years after, like two to three years after the American Winnie the Pooh cartoon that, that, that we were familiar with. Um, and as far as I can tell in development, they had very little to do with each other. Um, and so like, as a result, we kind of, uh, we kind of are used to, uh, a somewhat sleepy sounding, uh, uh, like, like sort of soft spoken Winnie the Pooh and, uh, and the Russian Winnie the Pooh, the Soviet Winnie the Pooh, um, while while having like all of the same text <laughs> just kind of uh like it's it's just kind of interpreted in a different uh sort of uh just like a different sort of energy he's he's an enlightened grumpy little bear yeah <laughs> uh and it's it's just and everything is done in in this very storybookish style um and lots of mixed media and stuff yeah uh and this was just one of three that were made uh so that's that's what i love the most about it It, it's a fascinating little divergence uh for sure i like i like Pooh's characterization in this because he's kind of like uh, i'm trying to think of like a good he's like a mixture of the winnie Pooh that we do know but he's also a little bit more arrogant. He's more of a, he's more of a, like, well, Winnie the Pooh in like the Disney stuff is very much uh, a kind of lazy, kind of like daydreaming. Like he's he's never he's never not daydreaming is the kind of like the characterization of Winnie the Pooh in like uh, the Disney stuff. Uh, even with his like, he just has sleepy thoughts, uh, like the kind of thoughts that you would have if you're like half awake and you're just kind of like, you know, like that's that's basically what Winnie the Pooh is. This one, he's very active. He's very awake. He's 
he is like an active participant of like the action uh in a lot of ways uh and his thought process isn't like oh he's just a silly old bear uh it's more like oh uh he thinks he knows i think he 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 he, he can't admit that he's wrong <laughs> <laughs> like he can't like that's that's kind of the the, the uh, kind of like tone I get for Wayne Pooh in this one like uh, so like uh, it follows along the story of uh, like the, the one of the more famous Winnie the Pooh stories basically uh, Pooh wants to get some honey from a tree at the very top of a very very large oak tree um, and uh he tries getting up to it but then he falls down and it he then like uh like you know falls down and he's like okay so what's my next step uh so his plan is to you know grab a balloon and float up to there and disguise himself as a gray cloud to fool the bees uh and then steal their honey um what I really like about this uh, characterization is that, like, once, because like the plan doesn't work, it doesn't work. It didn't work in the original, and it doesn't work here. But what I really like about uh, the way they characterize like Pooh's moment of realization that he's not going to get what he wants is instead of like admitting fault or anything like that, or even just kind of like clumsily falling along, uh, he goes. Oh, uh, there's something wrong with the bees here. Uh, these bees are not the kind of bees I want to get honey from. Uh, I- I'm changing my mind. Bye. Like that's 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 his logic. Yeah, cognitive. <laughs> like, it's not. It's, it's not his fault. It's the bees' fault for being the type of bees that he doesn't want to get honey from. Fox and the <laughs> it's great. It's great. I love it. Uh, but, like, I like his design a lot. Really, I I like how he's like a little lump of a bear compared to the more like more like. Sort of bear-shaped Winnie the Pooh. Like that we know. Yeah, like, the it's really cute. His design is really cute because he's like, he doesn't have legs. He just has little feet that he tromps around on and sings, like, songs, like, all the time. And it's, oh, gosh, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like talking about, like, this as beat for beat is kind of doing this as a disservice, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you should watch it, because it's, it's interesting. Yeah, and so much so much about it's, what's it's, good about it is stylistic and not necessarily in what happens. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a faci- it's a fascinating little peek into a different history. Uh, and they tease that there are other shorts, and there are, there are. Uh, I will have to check those out uh, some other time, but... For now, yes, this was great. I am I happy that I chose like, this. Yeah, I would intensely like to watch the uh, other two shorts. And I really appreciate getting the suggestion to watch these. Alright, so with that, that's the end of us watching cartoons. Uh, now, we are going to move on to uh, cartoons, uh, the cartoon prompt. Uh, so, every episode. We give out a prompt to our audience for them to answer uh, something very cartoon related. Uh, we have both our emails, which is ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com, which let me double check to see if we got anything. I don't think we did, but I figure we should just check just in case, just in case that I am wrong and I am wrong and I am stalling for time. 
I'm just trying to get things things so it loads up properly. And no, we didn't. Wait, 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 wait. A challenger approaches. Oh, 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 oh. I was, I forgot that we did get an email. It's just not related to the most recent prompt. Uh, so, actually, no. Yeah, 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 no, no. There was a, yeah, yeah, this is, this is for the last prompt. So, uh, we got a response from Wendy. Uh, so, Wendy, uh, wrote a lot of really nice things. I'll read that off the air so we aren't just talking about ourselves and people, like, uh, kind of stuff like that. Um, but, uh, we do have, we, they answered the prompt to, uh, I think it was like the one from last episode, which was, uh, uh, an established work of fiction that you would like to see as a movie. Uh, so they responded, I think it'd be really cool to see a Moomin movie based off the most recent uh, 2019 Moomin Valley cartoon. Uh, it is also a very good looking cartoon. So part of me is curious to see how that would look uh, as a theatrical take. Also, uh, I, it'd probably be one of those few movies I actually forced myself to watch. Uh, so, yeah, Uh you know, I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I'm a little shocked that Moomins didn't come up more with the response to the, the most recent prompt. Um, but yes, I feel like uh, I feel like a Moomin movie is kind of desperately needed <laughs> nowadays. Uh, truthfully, I haven't seen very much of any Moomin stuff, but it's a, an adorable franchise. I want to see more of it. Uh, for those who don't know, they're like those little white fellows with the big snoots, the big round snoots. They're they're adorable and I love Moomins. They're really they're those cute. they're those fluffy boys who live a charmed life. Yes, uh, I haven't seen Moomin Valley. Uh, I've been trying to watch the uh, original like animated cartoon from like the eighties, I believe. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see for that because uh, it's kind of hard to find nowadays. Um. But yes, uh, thank you very much for your response, Wendy. Uh, so for the prompt that was for uh, prompt for this episode uh, was what is your favorite animated work that doesn't originate from the U.S. or Japan? Uh, we got a lot surprisingly... of uh, responses on Twitter. Did anyone for this one? Yeah, we actually got a lot of responses, which I'm very really happy good. for. We very much appreciate that. Uh, so yes, uh, our first response came from a longtime friend of the show, Dr. B. Uh, yeah. They said it has to be Corpse Bride. Uh, please let this technicality slide. Yes, it is British and American, but it turns out tons of things are either Japanese or American. Plus, there's a, it's a superb movie with a colorful afterlife, with amazing songs, and the best looking bar around. Uh, I will accept this. Uh, because it is the 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 French co-production or the British co-production aspect of this, uh, um, okay. So I have complicated feelings about the Corpse Bride, and I would hate to be the person who says your opinions are wrong on this podcast. So I am going to move it on to the other two to talk instead. I have never seen the Corpse Bride myself, but I would like to see it someday. KC, it's pretty good. Okay, there we go. No, no, I, I've seen it. It's good. <laughs> no. <laughs> no complaints. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Um, 
in all seriousness, I do think the art direction of course, right. is fucking beautiful. It's utterly gorgeous. Um, uh, so yes, I think that's, that's a very good answer there, Dr. Whippy. So thank you. Thank you so don't much. Let my bad, don't let my bad opinion sway you, honestly. <laughs> um, uh, so we got a response from, uh, Geo Holmes, uh, who said, absolutely earnest and, uh, Kles- Kalistein, I think. Kalistein? Ernest and Celestine. Celestine. Okay. I'm I'm a bad I have a bad mouth. It's okay. Do right. <laughs> <laughs> um You've seen you've uh, seen probably the, the trailer for this one, right? Oh, I've absolutely have. Uh so uh, a warm and pleasant tale about a bear and a mouse becoming friends despite the great number of factors, both personal and societal. And gosh, the watercolor storyboard aesthetic is so lovely. And you know what? Yes, it is very pretty. I've been meaning to see this film for years. Years. I just don't know what to do about finding it and finding my spot and watching it. I can't. I don't know where to go. I'm really so bad I'm at that, too. It looks freaking great. Uh, so, yes, thank you very much, Geo Holmes. Um, oh, That's by the way, it. if I forgot to. Ma- Did I mention these were these responses were to Twitter, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I believe uh, it was okay. assumed from how we described it. Okay, great. Uh, so we got a response from Major Medley. Uh, and they responded, uh, which as in W-I-T-C-H and Winx Club was cool. They both originate from Italy. Um, so this kind of falls into a category of a like a big gap in my uh uh animation like lexicon like my 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 memories because uh from my understanding most I believe both of those shows were on like either I think they were on Fox Family or ABC Family or something like that. Yes, or they, they were, were on the uh what Fox was right before like Fox Kids got taken off the air, I believe. Right. Okay. Uh, I have no memory of watching any of those. I barely can remember their existence. I just remember that they showed up on those networks in between shows I would actually watch. Um, I was not aware myself that that was an Italian production. Neat. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of those productions kind of have a very specific aesthetic to them where I believe that I, I can very much tell that, yes, this is something that is made for ma- made in another country, basically. Uh, I like, I can't remember the exact way it is, but yeah, it's, it has a, it has a tone of being not an American show, uh, but it's for one. I, 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 I have, again, I have no reference point for these shows. So I don't know how good or whatever they are. So hopefully they are good. But yes, thank you for your uh, thank you for your response. I think that considering our background, we're not going to know a lot of these. But that's the point. Yeah, we are looking that's kind of the for point. yeah things that are outside of our wheelhouses. Really, yeah, stuff we, we don't are get looking many for things to look to talk about. Yeah, something to so, look into for the future. So if, if 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 it's something that I haven't seen, or Casey hasn't seen, or Cirque hasn't seen, uh. That's good, because that just means there's something else we can watch. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
Uh, let's see here. So thank you very much, Major Mandalay. Um, yeah, thank you. We got a response from uh, Sean the Rabbit. Uh, and they said, uh, Wakfu from France. I adore yes. the animation of the characters, uh, though it is one of the few shows uh, where I would stick with the subs. I don't know what this show is. Okay, so real talk. I was thinking potentially that one of my answers for this was going to be a movie from that saying. It was based on their, uh, Wakfu is sort of tied to an MMO. They made a mm. film based on the game that came previously in that saying called Dofus. Yeah, I've I seen ta- I've th- seen Dofus and it is stunning animation. Yeah, it's real good. So, mm. HG, Wakfu is designs. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wakfu is basically it's it's French animation with sort of an anime aesthetic to it. It's re- so it's like a lot of French stuff. animation. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's generally from what I've heard and what I've seen, very good shows. Okay. Uh, yeah, it it looks interesting. Uh, I think I'm going to check this out sometime, especially since it looks like the series is on Netflix. This is like an original series. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It, maybe it's not in our region, so I have to double check that, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, so yes, thank you very much, Sean the Rabbit. Um, thank you. Yeah, we got a response from uh the Grand Marsh. Uh, who said the Book of the Kel the Book of Kells? I've been, I've been meaning to see this movie for years as well. Uh, because really it was, came around the same, it came out the same around the same time as person. Persopolis came out, um, which would have been my answer uh, for this prompt if it wasn't for the fact that I've used Persopolis as an answer for a prompt at least twice now. <laughs> um, so I feel like I should do something a little different. Uh, but yes, uh, I, I the only thing I really know is that there's a like like well I have kind of like this <laughs> so. Uh, at my job, uh, there's this door that is like covered with fake ivy. Like it's really weird. I don't know why they decided to do this, but there's a door that's just covered in this. It like it kind of blends into the wall, and my exact mental reaction to seeing that for the first time was, "What's a uh, book of Kells bullshit? Is this?" <laughs> I don't know. That's that's it's it's kind of like it's a weird deep pull of a movie that I haven't even seen. That's that's the extent of your uh, mind's focus on Book of Kells. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Um. <laughs> I I will say this: extremely beautiful movie, extremely well done. You oh, I, should I, I, go I, see I, it. I absolutely want to see it for sure. Wonderful VA work so, in it too. Um, so we got a lot of responses. Uh, here from that were basically just one word responses, uh, or like one sentence responses, uh, from a bunch of different folks. So I, I kind of want to just kind of bre- breeze through them. Uh, we got one from uh Kitsune Obsessed who said, uh, Fox, Fox Spirit Matchmaker, it's Chinese. I don't know that one. 
personally. Huh. Uh, uh, there's also one one rune from uh, Warren Mc... Oh, God. Warren McGoey? McGooey? I don't know. I'm sorry. If I butchered your name, I really apologize. <laughs> Please correct me. Uh, and they said, The Triplets of Belleville. That one sounds really familiar, but I actually don't... I don't know. That, uh, I've seen... That might be a... Let's see here. That I think that's a French film. Yes, it is. Yes, that is the uh that's the Christmas movie about the uh Wait, no, I'm thinking of the uh Godfather of Tokyo. Sorry. This is I have Yes. Yes. I know very little about this. I'm going to just shut the fuck. <laughs> it's an out. it's an animated is... film. Uh from France. Uh and very beautiful art style though. Yeah, that's all I know about it. Uh, looking up Fox Spirit Matchmaker on my end, it looks like uh, an anime type of thing. Um, something that I have definitely never seen before. But it's it's cool to see uh, animation from J- China, you know? Like yeah. 2D animation from China. You don't, you don't really see that much of that. Uh, at least not in America, of course. Um, let's see... Uh, we got a response from Pat Breen, who said, uh, Fantastic Planets. Uh, I've, oh God, why does that sound familiar? God, mm. you would, you that... would recognize the art from Fantastic Planet. Um, it's, uh, that one's also like a, a French sort of fantasy. Sci-fi movie, right? Uh, surreal. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm pretty sure I, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was made by basically all women. Uh, Hmm. I I mean, I should probably, I should probably double check that before I make unsubstantiated claims. Um, Um, this is really compelling podcasting by the way i'm yeah. super happy that we're doing the us googling cartoons we haven't seen before well, if it's, if it's great podcast if it's if it's <laughs> true then that would be a pretty amazing fact wouldn't it uh i think it i think be, I'm, yes. I'm pretty sure i I'm pretty sure I got that detail from a letterbox review, which is definitely far from the most reliable source. Uh, so I don't actually know. Uh, we'll make it homework. But to the, look dir- that the director, the director, the director was not a female, so it was definitely not made by all women. Um, okay. Okay. Whatever. It's a it's a really wild French surrealist film. It's I haven't seen all of it. I've seen probably half of it, but it's like, extremely weird. <laughs> And very good. I'm enjoying hearing about all this stuff that seems like coming from a really broad selection of the world. Uh, so the last prompt uh, response we got was from uh, uh, Cartoonimal, uh, as in like a combination of cartoon and animal. Uh, and uh, they actually said what my answer is, so I'm going to wait to read their response. Uh, so with that, uh, I mean, did someone else want to go first for their I can answer? I go first. All right, go ahead. 
Alright, so going back to that person who responded with the Book of Kells. So, mm -hmm. I sat down and I gave it a little bit of a thought a couple days ago. And I was like, alright, so I'm gonna look up a list of the best foreign language animated films out there. Maybe I can come up with, and then I immediately saw Song of the Sea's title on that list. And I remembered just how amazing that movie is. That has to be Which my one? choice. Song of the Sea. Uh, I think I've heard of that one. Song of the Sea is uh, the movie that the animators for Book of Kells did after Book of Kells. It is set in modern day Ireland. It is a fantasy film centered around Selkies. It is it's, oh, it's gorgeous and wonderful and really heartfelt. Ooh, Selkies are always a good subject. So yes. It's it's really good, and I would highly recommend it to each of you guys. All right. I will check that out, then. Please uh, do. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, are you, uh, are you ready to go, HT, or should Casey go next? Uh, Casey can go next. Um, I may have actually used this as an answer before. I don't recall. But uh, mine is Jan Svankmeyer's Alice, which is kind of mixed media. It's there's live action and uh, and stop motion. This, this is the one that you said is surreal and really creepy, right? Yeah, um, it's like I don't know. I think it would have been pretty unsettling to me as a child. But it's uh, but Jan Svankmeyer's style, at least in this one, is to basically turn uh like you know all the stuff that you would find in like an i spy page uh into uh sort of fantasy creatures um and uh and so you know you'll have like like skulls and and pieces of thread and buttons and you know, all sorts of so stuff being used and uh, like to, to show the idea of Alice in Wonderland, you know, and it's it's quite different from the way that, say, Disney, for example, interpreted it. Uh, because uh, the beats in uh, in Jan Svankmeyer's Alice is uh, they're they're kind of uh, uh, very much more in line with dream logic. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, uh, I mean, geez, it's kind of hard to describe. Uh, I say that a lot, but we're, this is a podcast about a highly visual medium, uh, using only audio. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, this is, a gosh, I don't know. It's, it's such a good movie. I would just like, if you're curious, I would look up clips on YouTube of, uh, of Alice by Jan Svankmeyer. Um, I honestly, I think going back to my answer, maybe we should mention where these uh where these movies come from, since it's uh we're focusing on areas other than uh like the U the U.S. and uh, Canada and Japan and stuff. Uh, going back to Song of the Sea, this is a big old co-production between Luxembourg, Ireland, Belgium, Denmark, and France. Um, Alice is, uh, is a Czech film. Oh. Yeah. Very neat poll. All right. Uh, 
I've been meaning to see Alice for like a long time. It was on Netflix for a bit. Uh, it's possible it'll come back up sometime. But yeah, it's. Uh, I know that some streaming services might carry it. I I know I need to see it. I just haven't. Um, I think it's. But yes, I think it's all on YouTube. Actually. <laughs> oh well, then there you go. There's um, your answer. Uh, but yes. Uh, so Cartoon uh, answered, which is also my answer. I always loved the movie adaptation of Watership Down, which is a British movie. Uh, they managed to make the rabbits individual and expressive with outgoing full cartoon, and the background landscapes are gorgeous. I will say that I don't know how in, in how you would ever, ever accomplish this, uh, but if you could ever see uh, this, if you could ever see... Uh, the movie uh watership down in a theater uh i highly recommend it it is an experience it is a weird trippy movie that's very spiritual uh but like a type of spirituality that's like uh like it's it's entirely within the perspective of, of rabbits like theology like it's it's interesting i i, I love it when works can create theology that is completely alien to our own. Like, oh, not like 100% alien, but like enough to the point where it's like, it's its own unique thing. And it makes sense. Because like the entire theology of like rabbits basically goes around how, well, we make many, we're, there are a lot of us here. You're probably going to die. But if you just follow your own, like follow the instincts of a rabbit, then you may last longer than others. And, uh, it's and it's like it, it it's it's a very poetic interesting film that really plays the simple concept of a rabbit like a rabbit hutch like some rabbits leaving that hutch to go into another well not like a hutch but like their like little home uh leaving that zone to find a new place to live because their old one got basically bulldozed over um they managed to make that feel like an epic quest on the scale of something like Lord of the Rings. Um, and it's such a it's such a fun film. It's a fun movie. Well, no, it's not fun. There are moments that are fun, but it's a very <laughs> grim film at times. It's it's a very serious film that takes itself very seriously. Um, yeah, you and... need to you need to sort of you need to sort of make it specific that rabbits kill each other politely in this movie it's not it's not oh no there 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 is rabbit gore in this uh and uh horrifying deaths of rabbits on screen uh like by the hundreds even um but it's a really good movie it's really good i kind of fell in love with this entire premise so so hard i really kind of want to read the books now um but yeah it's it's a fantastic movie i highly recommend it uh, so yeah, whatever you got, if you ever get a chance to see it in any capacity, definitely, definitely do. Uh, and, uh, just so we're clear, I'm talking about the original hand-drawn animated one, as opposed to the most recent CG one that was on Netflix. I haven't seen that one, but I heard it kind of loses some of the mystique, which kind of uh -huh. is sad. Hmm. Um, but I will say this, good answers all around this time, definitely, and good answers from you too. 
Well, thank you. And I liked your answer, too. And I liked everyone's answers. Everyone's answers was good. Uh, yeah. And if you want to uh, respond to one of our prompts, uh, you can email us at ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. That way you can respond to older prompts as well as, you know, uh, talk about prompts uh, that are most recent. Or if you just want to answer the most recent prompt in a very quick and easy fashion, you can just go ahead and uh, reply to the uh, prompt tweet that will be posted at the same time this episode goes up on our Twitter, which is Toontown Public. Uh, and make sure you include the hashtag Toontown Public. Uh, I... There were several people who didn't put the hashtag in, and I did read them this time. But at the same time, uh, I asked you to do the do that just so you know Twitter doesn't devour your post. So if I did not read your thing on the air, I'm really sorry. But sometimes Twitter is just a very bad website. In fact, not Have just you even sometimes. Looked at it's what always Twitter looks like these days. Twitter is like, always like, a very bad website. Like, like just, just, just imagine like looking at twitter without using an app right now just imagine it's oh, it's God, a nightmare no. it's it looks it's, like garbage it's it's a toilet hole where you throw your garbage in um but yes uh so in honor for actually watching a good warner brothers cartoon this time uh let's do what is your favorite warner brothers cartoon uh could be anything from like the Looney Tunes brand or whatever you find. Just uh, I, I I would keep it towards the shorts though, because if you say Warner Brothers cartoon, you could say stuff like the Lego Movie. Yeah, or I think the I think Iron what Giant. I I think what I was mostly curious about with this prompt is like, you know, like like the answers I was thinking would be like the titles of specific classic Looney Tunes shorts that people had seen. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's go with that. Uh. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and just get those answers in as soon as you can. Uh, so on that note, we're going to go we ahead have, and We thank... have a website. Oh, yeah. Thank our editors. Yes, yeah, so let's thank the editors before we do anything else, because we desperately need their help <laughs> to make yes. sure this works. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, Aki. Thank you, Alex, for Alex. And thank you, Aki, for Aki. Uh... Okay, now you can go ahead and talk now about the Now you can go to our website. It's called ToontownPublicWorks.com, and you can read our show notes and watch everything that we saw today. We And you can if leave you can. a review. You go ahead and yeah, take it... that one on, Cirque. Thank you. Uh, if you're able to, could you please leave us a review wherever you find this podcast, be that iTunes, be that a podcast compiler? That's a thing, right? <laughs> Like aggregators, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, whatever, because it, it's helpful for getting us like seen by just randos who are like, "Hey, what's this? I'm gonna click on it. Oh wow, this sounds really good. I'm gonna keep listening and that kind of stuff." And it also allows us to realize, "Hey, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? What could we improve on?" That sort of thing. And also, just as one little rem last reminder, please check out our Patreon if you'd like to support us, which would be at www.patreon.com Two Tigers and Panther Fighting for a Watermelon. Alright. Uh, so, with that, uh, I believe we can just go ahead and say that I'm HT the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Cirque the Cat. The meow box. And this is 
<laughs> and this has been Toontown Town, but the, the, the Toontown Public Works. These cartoons have been archived. Okay, my mouth, my mouth is dead. Oh, oh god. And by the way, thank you for sticking with us for like two years. We really appreciate that. We hope we yeah. then like find out some quality entertainment for you guys and brighten your lives up a little bit. My mouth's numb. Uh, Wait, what? My mouth is numb. I can't talk. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs>